With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says. Promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random X of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Another roll call episode coming to you live from Manhattan where me and Damon are. Pandemic almost Glens over. Glens Falls, New York. Feeling good. No need to listen to Murphy over here. Glens Falls. Just want to be included. <laughs> first, first. Uh, Indifferent feelings about the way the season's progressing or lack thereof. The proposal, just to catch up to speed, obviously you guys have seen this, but the proposal was proposed by the MLB to the MLPPA today. The 70-something game season, it all just seems like bullshit to, to me, honestly. like Nothing seems like they're... I, honestly, before we get into Judge, this is an episode about Judge, by the way. <laughs> I haven't said that yet. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into that, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like every deal that each side is offering... Is just to save face. It's not, it's not trying to make a deal either side. It's literally them trying to not look bad. Pe- Thank you. 
It's not about COVID. It's it's all they're basically just spilling the CBA over into this season. Yeah, but COVID's we behind. We talk us. about it all day. All yeah, right. COVID's behind us for the most part. Now it's it's not really a, a health threat at this point. I mean, New York City just opened up where you hit phase one today. Like, I mean, I, well, I like yeah, the safety is important for it for sure. But if the yeah. NBA can figure out a way to play, then so can the MLB. Yeah, you did bring up a good point though. Strictly the sport. You did bring up a good point about that in terms of why the NBA and NHL are different from the MLB? Well, yeah. So, the I don't know. The difficult thing is that I think, in my own very unprofessional opinion, <laughs> the most, um, oh, I agree. I guess, risky sport, I think, is basketball because you're, A, touching the same ball very close to each other, blah, 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 for that. Just the sport. And um, whereas baseball, yeah, you're both touching the ball, but everybody is at least six feet apart except for the – well, no, I was less talking about that opinion. I was more talking about the fact that you said with the the seasons had already been finished. That's why they're, oh, oh, they're so yeah. easy to yeah. – that's what you said. You so, said that, well, I mean, that's one thing. Yeah. So basically I, I had one point where if basket, if you can play basketball, you can play baseball. So now it's not so much about the safety. It's more about the money. That's one thing. But also the MLB hadn't started their season yet, and the, the uh, NHL and the NBA both had. So I'm curious if the MLB was midseason, whether they'd be able to keep going. And I'm also curious as to if the NHL and the NBA hadn't started their season yet, would they have actually come to the deal sooner than the MLB? Yeah. And the NHL historically is way worse at coming to deals than the MLB is. So. Which I didn't realize. I didn't realize that they had been dealing with the, the strikes and the CBAs and all that stuff. But yeah, I thought it was just us. I thought it was the, the baseball just always being the worst at it. But anyway, I, that's just, I thought we should open this up with something to do with that because we're just sitting here waiting for baseball to happen. Clearly we're doing... Nothing but talking it, about if players. it doesn't get done, if nothing gets decided this week, I'm gonna really think nothing's gonna happen. Like we're running out of time. They still want to do a two week spring training, and they also want to end <laughs> this, this point, end the season by October. Like the math and the days just don't make sense. So they need to make a decision right away, and you got to consider traveling time, getting set up. Like there's really not a lot of time on their side to make a decision. So they need yeah. like the owners need to. Like if and they want to do something, they do. They need to make it once happen they fast. and let's say they do end up just doing a fifty game or anything less, like round robin, so to speak. It's just like I don't think they're going to at though. that point. If you do that, what's stopping a Mike Trout and a Garrett Cole from being like, "Fuck it, I don't want to. What do I need to play in that for?" Because everybody will play. The one reason why you would play is for service time to get money. They have money. Like, what's the point? Like, what's stopping anybody from just being like, "Nah, I'm good this year. I'll wait till next year." It's got to be at least worth your while in terms of games played. That's why they off they, the players' union won four hundred fourteen. That's more, worth your while. They they want more games, but yeah, I don't know. And they That's, they declined the seventy six game or whatever already. So if there's no going back, it's either a hundred games, I think, or nothing really. I think seventy six is the least amount of games you can play to make it somewhat resemble baseball there was talk about 48 at one point i think that got no, that's, yeah, that's, that's, decline. like that's 48 for me it. is even too little like the nationals i'm pretty sure were under 500 through 48 games last year 
Well, they would they, uh, they would expand the playoffs to 16, I think it was. Regardless, like you just don't get a good feel. I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see more than 78 games, but will we? Probably not. Yeah, the people making the argument of like, oh, is it a real World, world Series? Like, clearly it's not going to be if it's anything less than 100, I think, or eight. Like, no. Yeah, no, that, we'll end it there. I, I'm just thinking, my hopes aren't high for this season. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they figure something out, but it doesn't seem, it literally seems like, like I said, it seems like somebody, they're all trying to save face and they don't want to be the one that ruined it for everybody. So they're making the deals kind of look like they're kind of disguising the deals. And I saw another uh, verified account. I don't know what baseball media person this was, but another person replied to the deal that was posted today. And it was like, Nobody realizes this, but this is literally the same deal mathematically in terms of the money that the players are getting. It's just worded differently. So it's like, I think the tweet literally said, I forget who it was. It was like, hey, so we're going to offer you 75 cents on the dollar. And then the players are like, nah, we're good. And then the other one, the, the follow-up offer was like, hey, we're going to offer you uh, two quarters, three nickels, and and like three whatever dimes that adds up to seventy five. It's just worded differently, and they're like, "Hmm, this might work." <laughs> it's just like that's that's the way the MLB is trying to like to to act. Like they're trying to pull fast one on people, but they're rewording the same rules. Like they're not giving any. It still works out to be like thirty three percent of the pro rata amount that they were supposed to get. I don't know. I feel like everybody in our situation the avid fan has been again just up and down and we're like all very pessimistic about the season but when jeff passing comes out and tweets tomorrow that there's another deal that might go through this time we're all going to be as gleeful as we were two weeks ago yeah my hopes will be up sure but they'll be ripped down right after that at this point like they're doing their job like putting out that there's a deal on the table but all of us are like i don't know yeah, I just want. Putting too much faith I, I'm in done it. with the negotiations. <laughs> uh, I just want baseball. Anywho, let's get to the main topic of this episode. This episode is another continuation of our roll call series that we've been doing every individual player on the Yankees since we got no baseball to talk about. We've been pushing this one off to so save it for a rainy day, save it for now, a good time. We didn't want to come out too hot. This one's all about Aaron Judge. It's a big Louis, name. This is a metaphorical it's a big rainy day, by the way. It is a metaphorical rainy day. There's a dark cloud over everybody right now. Yeah. So Judge is a big name. It's a uh, it's a hot topic. How many tools does Judge have? We we always start the episodes out with how many tools. Let's talk about it. You know, I uh, he he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys where I think everyone's gonna <laughs> everyone's gonna jump to conclusions and just say he's a he's a four he's a four or five tool player. Because I think I'm I'm not again I'm not saying that don't, don't you're jumping to conclusions already I'm not done talking four five <laughs> I see you're so you're already saying this um I think there's a lot of lot of debate because obviously he has the power obviously he has the fielding and obviously he has the arm but does he have the contact and the speed he's quick I don't know he's got long legs no. he's not I don't think he's quick <laughs> enough I don't think that's a tool. But the got tool, MLB the show pulled up. He's like, nah, his speed's actually 60. His agility is 62. Not, you guys should not. see him try and jump over a chair. It's not quick enough. But the fourth, the tool that I really want to talk about is the contact. Does 
Aaron Judge hit for contact. Murphy, I feel you got something to say about this. I could I could lay out both lines, but I can't make a decision as to whether he can hit for contact because you go through the the tools. Humor me. Go through like think think about money. I always think when I'm thinking about what the tools are, I think about in Moneyball when they're explaining that Billy Bean might be a five tool player, and they're like, you need somebody who can run, who can field, who can throw, who can hit, and who can hit for power. So theoretically, hitting is hitting for contact, but is it? Is it like more bat speed, that kind of thing? I don't know. But regardless, he hit 284 in his best season, 2017. He's a career 270. Sorry, got it somewhere. 274, 273 hitter career. I think that's hitting. Is it? Contact? I think that's He's contact. Like cool. Maybe. Is I it a contact enough to be considered a tool, a part of his repertoire? It's definitely not a drawback. You definitely don't. He did, he definitely doesn't not have the tool. You know, I, I don't know. It, he's closer to having it than being like completely not having. It, you know what I mean? He's not like a Chris Davis who can hit for power and then he bats two forty seven every single year of his career. Here's also another thing to consider is that he has consistently hit, you know, two eighty four, two seventy eight, two seventy two in his three big seasons. Those, I mean, one that's consistent. And two, a two seventy plus hitter. That's and nowadays that's a pretty decent average. Yeah. If, if we're if we're talking, that's very current considering power bats that we yeah. have, and everybody's especially trying especially for somebody that hits home runs. Yeah. yeah, especially for a known power guy. Yeah, I honestly, I'm gonna give him the the contact tool, the hitting tool, so to speak. Mm-hmm. If we're thinking more of hitting, but less of contact. See, that's the thing. That's yeah. what I was kind of getting yeah. at. I guess I didn't draw the point away. I think it's hitting more than it is contact. I do too. So I think. But I mean, contact too. If you're betting 280, 270, that's that's in my book. That's you got you're not a you're not a liability in that regard. You're definitely above the average. So I'm gonna give him that one. I'm not gonna give him speed. However, he's not slow. But if if you compare the two, in terms of like striking distance between like being an above average player in that regard, I think he's way closer to being a better hitter than he is to be a, like a, a premier speed guy. Obviously. Yeah, he's he, he's quick. He's not slow. Don't get me wrong, but he's definitely doesn't have the the speed tool. Those are like the Malik Smiths of the yeah. world and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I'd give him four. But if I would if I would give it to a decimal, we're gonna get deep into it. I give him a three point eight tools, and that because the other tools are completely there. He's got power. He's got feeling. Yeah, I think I'd go in the three. Points. Got, what's three. the other one? Throwing power. Throwing power. Power fielding and arm. He's got those. Those tools are locked up. Absolute locked up. That's the the thing about Judge. He gets .8 of the hitting tool in my book if we were going to get deep. That's the thing for me about Judge is that when you look at the three tools that he undisputably has, he is, if not the best in the league at all of those tools, he's up there. He is one of the best power hitters in the league, fact. He has one of the best arms in the league, fact if not the best and he is one of the best outfielders in the league if not the best fact right shoulder top five yeah true all of and, and i think if you not were a top five contact hitter but does that mean it's not yeah. technically no and that brings up an interesting point to talk about him because in terms of tools like i think that was just an opening uh, opening topic but like in terms of tools i'd rather be like you said top at top at each of those categories and maybe not have or maybe be 
indecisive about giving him the contact or hitting tool, I'd rather be fucking top tier at hitting, throwing, and fielding. <laughs> no problem. If you're top five, whatever, in those categories in the league, like that puts you in MVP conversation every single year if you're healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. The health tool, like, we might not give that to him. But, but everybody thinks of a five-tool guy, they think of Mike Trout. But Mike Trout's like... He, the guy's not the the law, the rule of the five tool guy. The the tools are more of a, like a prospect kind of um, yeah it scouting sort of thing more than it is once you get there. And Mike Trout just happened to develop all five of the tools. Mike Trout's in the same conversation as Judge, but he's also in there for contact, and he's used to be in there for speed. He's lost a step, but who cares? Well, let's put this in perspective. Has he? Let's no, put, he used to be like one of the fastest players in the league in the yeah. first like two years. Now yeah. he's just not. I mean, he's yeah, he's been around for a while, but, but people forget that. Yeah. So let's put this into perspective. Mike Trout, obviously, we're always saying he's a five tool player. He's the ideal five tool player, right? Right. Last year he hit two ninety one. And I'm not gonna say I'm not saying that, you know, his one season is compared to Judge's three season average. But that lets it, it gives you something to think about. You know, you're saying Judge. I mean, Mike Trout is the ideal five-tool player. He's hitting 291. He always has a hitting for contact attribute. Judge, he hit 282 one season, 278 one season. You know, those numbers are not that far off when you're talking to give someone that kind of tool into their their whole player profile. So, so I think about hear an interesting tidbit. Hit me with it, Murph. About Judge. On the active Yankees by career batting average, Judge ranks. Let me um, double check. Except for Britain, who apparently is a 625 oh, career hitter. Britain? Uh, yeah, all of. <laughs> Britain's a 625 career hitter. He hit a double and a home run in eight at bats in 2011, apparently. But other than him. That's wild. Yeah. His slugging is OPS is probably <laughs> ridiculous. Right, that was just like by accident. I just ran into that. Yeah, he's slugging 1.125 in his career, but That's whatever. Nuts. <laughs> Are people know. not going to talk know. about this? No, we'll talk about that another time. That needs to be but, like posted on its own. Like, yeah, I, I, I stumbled across that. Like, happy Tuesday. Did but you know that Britain's that, a fucking <laughs> beast? Other than that, in terms of career batting average amongst active Yankees, judges. All right, he's fourth, but um, Glaber and Andahar are two of them. So DJ's the only one, and then Glaber's hitting 275, but that's only through two years. And then Andahar's hitting like 280 something, but that's through like one year. Basically, one year. It's not bad. Definitely not bad. So, like, really, in terms of the Yankees, he's high up there in the contact, even though he strikes out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 move on to one of the tools we do know he's fucking fantastic at, and that's defending. Defending. I we people have talked about him being an underrated defender. I feel like he's gotten his due now. I feel like he's appreciated in ter- in that regard. That people, yeah. Once they see the defensive run save, defensive run save stat, that's kind of glaring. It's one of the newer age statistics up there with WAR that people are starting to take really seriously. And when you're Leading the league, not leading the league, leading uh, right all right fielders, which is a loaded position. It's the most loaded outfield position. Right field is stacked, and don't even give me that grimace of a face. Center, center. It, it, it's no, it's well, it's right field. Wise, it's right about. field. No, player wise, but together we can go through the list uh, another time. No, no, but no, it's right. definitely right fielders. But 
to lead right fielders in defensive runs saved at 19 defensive runs saved while also missing 60 games in that year. He played 102 games that year. That's ridiculous. He was, and that was another Talkman situation too, because he played, Talkman played like 50 games and he was like a couple behind Judge. So that's a different story. But to lead the league, to lead in, in all right fielders, and to not be known as like a defense, he's, he's not known as a defensive outfielder because he's just so good at offense. But he's also better than all of the defensive right fielders there are. So it's just yeah. that. And I mean, people always, I've heard this so many times. And if I hear it one more time, I'm going to freak out if I haven't already. It's like when he robs home runs in right field because he has the short porch. He's just so big, so he robs it. Like, it's so easy for him. Like, yeah, God made him that way. It's easy for him because he doesn't have to really jump at all. That doesn't make it any less impressive that he jumps out there and and he he can rob it because you put him out there, he'll rob it. You put somebody else out there in that exact same situation, yeah, they might have to jump 10 feet to get it and they probably won't get it, but that's an advantage for Judge. So you can't just knock it because he's tall. Like (laughs) That just makes no sense to me. That's part of being. It's part. That's an advantage, but that's not. Yeah, you can't just can't you can't yell at Yao Ming for blocking so many shots and getting so many <laughs> rebounds because exactly. he's fucking ten feet tall. It's not his fucking. It's not the. Just because he has that ability and he's that God given, you can't teach height. And he's got Will it. Chamberlain and he uses it. Like, and he's athletic. You know, eighteen rebounds a game because he was four hundred. Yeah, there. Muggs, you can't be like, okay. oh yeah, if Muggsy Bogues was seven foot ten, he'd be getting so many rebounds too. Like yeah, maybe, but he's not. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just the thing I have about Judge is that it's so frustrating. So if we remember 2017, there was conversations because him and Bellinger just both splashed onto the scene, right? And every it's like who's better, Judge or Bellinger? And we're diehard Judge, way over Bellinger. Should have won the MVP, Judge, and uh, <laughs> got the home run title, all that. Thanks for clarifying. Your, yeah, I know. So whatever. <laughs> But then it's really been frustrating that Judge has struggled with the nagging injuries. I know he's played like 100 games, but he's been play- he's played hurt. Let's be honest. That's part of the reason his numbers have gone down a little bit in the last two years. Meanwhile, Bellinger's been killing in the last two years, and that's very frustrating to me yeah. because we know that Judge is better than Bellinger, but in the last two years, he just, he just hasn't been because yeah. he hasn't been on the field. I think just that goes into the other topic of is Judge really injury-prone or not. I think that's that's one of those topics that – as Yankee fans, we hear get tossed around a whole lot. We always hear, oh, Judge can't stay in the field. If he could stay in the field, he'd be 10 times better than he actually is. All that kind of stuff. And yeah. the reality is, is he has had his injury problems, but he's been on the field a lot more than I think people realize. Obviously, 2017, he had his career year to date, played 155 games. Year after that, 112. The year after that, 102. You know, I think that's. When I just I remember that stat for the first time just today looking at it, that's a lot more than I thought he he had. And I'm I watch every game that the Yankees are playing. It's just something that you see in Yankees <laughs> Yankees media, you see in just MLB in general, their media. You always hear Judge is a big name, so he's out, and you have this kind of perception in your head that he's not playing on the field, he's injury prone, he's not gonna be able to be this, you know, uh career player on the Yankees that everyone hoped he'd be. And I mean, I don't I don't think he really deserves that kind of backlash from him from just not being able to stay on the field. Yeah, I, a friend of the pod, Dan Rourke, is a big advocate for this. Biggest shout, Aaron shout Judge out. fan I've ever seen shout in my out entire life. Yankees Avenue, go follow him if you haven't already. But Dan is like I am a big advocate of Aaron Judge, but he 
that will not have any Aaron Judge slander. He will, <laughs> he just won't have it. He's just if he sees it on Twitter, he will respond to you with so, stats too. He's not just saying like, "Hey, this is my opinion." He goes back and he goes, "This is your he digs it up stat right. one, he's two, three, four. Guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's well versed in all of the new age stats, old age stats, anything you want to do. And if you tweet something bad about Aaron Judge, I guarantee he'll find you like a fucking shark going after blood in the water. And he is right. I mean, people slander Judge for saying he's injury prone. I mean, how can you say the man's injury prone with when almost all of his injuries have been from impact injuries, like j- like jumping and landing on your like going after diving after a ball, and people say like, "Oh, he shouldn't have dove after the ball against the Angels in a game that didn't really matter." Like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> guy's gonna d- dive after a ball if he's gonna dive after ball. I'd rather have a guy that did dive after than a yeah. guy that didn't. I mean, how you're not going to play assuming you're going to get hurt and other injuries he's had when he gets hit in the arm. Like, how are you going to tell him he's injury prone when he got hit by a baseball in the wrist? You, you get hit by a baseball in the wrist going 100 miles per hour. You tell me you're not going to get hurt even if you drink as much milk as you think you drink to make your bones nice and strong. Like, you're going to get hurt any way you shake it out. And I, don't, I can't remember an injury that... The oblique. The oblique is the only one that you can technically say is injury prone but if it's one injury that is muscle related are you injury prone or did you get an injury <laughs> like, well, no, you got one so injury that's the thing like people who are injury prone generally it's a muscular injury like the oblique but that was a one-time thing but that one was yeah. the only one that yeah the other, the other one he dove, on the wrist, he dove in the field back from a broken yeah wrist. he got hit with the ball he dove in the field those are two things that are gonna result yeah. in injury but the oblique came out of swing, and it, that was like, and you can, he was wincing around yeah. first. You know, we, I think we were all watching that game together, and we were all kind of like, yikes. Not, oh, yikes, he's injury prone, yeah. but oh, yikes. And guess what? He hit a fucking time. single when he did it. Yeah. I mean, he, right. the, one no, he thing, did, yeah. the one thing that does add to the injury prone thing that scares me, because the, the, the stigma is out there that he's injury prone, which bothers me. But when he gets a walk or he gets a hit or a home run or anything, he still grimaces around the bases for whatever reason, even though he's not hurt. But he does that thing where he just like he holds a side or he's just like doesn't that that face or is like. And it's like, are you hurt? Are you OK? You've been missing some games here and there. People think you're injury prone. Maybe don't look like you're hurt even when you're perfectly healthy like we talk about that it's that like thing every scares time he, me every so time much. he hits the ball every time he kind of rounds first he does that little wince like you were saying and i don't know i i judge I if you're listening please of, stop doing that game from a year or two ago i don't i don't exactly remember what it was but it's like on a walk like really bad and we all thought he was hurt we were all watching it together it's we every time it turns out he was totally fine like not even a little bit of anything wrong it, it's every time it's on a walk where he doesn't even move a muscle. Like, no way <laughs> of you getting hurt. Nothing. He gets off the bench. He's like, oh, another he one of those like days. Oh, and he's just like, oh, come on. Like, figure that out. That's uh, that's the one qualm I do have with Judge. But Well, that's just because we're worried about him. I'm so worried about him. I'm, I'm here for you, Judge. Anyway. <laughs> no, I really do. I w- I'd like to see him get... Um, just to be able to play 150 games again, I'd love to see. So something you you asked us before we we came on air here, uh, in a 162 game season, let's uh, we're pro- definitely not going to get 162 this year. Obviously, we're probably not going to get anything the way it's shaking out right now. But in a regular 162 game season, what do we think the over under is in, in his strikeouts? 
for a little food for thought well, here me, before so, you make your yeah, guesses. Let me set it. Let me set the over under. Okay. So yeah. in the past three years, if you want, you want to read those off. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. Um, I'll read them off. So. I mean, the strikeouts like per at bats is never not the same. But like his 2017 year, big year, 155 games, he struck out 208 times, and I think that's the year he set the record for most in, uh, consecutive yeah, games. Was. And then um, yeah, 30, 2018, 30, he played Damon 112. Uh, yeah, 112 games in the year after that. 152 strikeouts, and then 102, he had 141 strikeouts. 41. It's yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, and I think that like. You know, I don't know the exact K per nine stat, but just eyeballing it here based on the number of games played oh, per right. strikeout, it is pretty consistent. So I don't think that he's had any drastic changes that are making his strikeout per nine stat go up or down. I have um, a stat. Yeah, what's, what is it? So it's a K percent, which is like K's per at bats, like home runs per at bat. Or so, um, 30.7 in 2017, 30.5 in 2018, not a lot of change. And then he actually jumped up in 2019 to 31.6. Hmm. So well, why don't we set the over under at, let's make it a percentage. How about that instead? Oh, sure. Over <laughs> under 31 flat percent, which in a 102 game season or 162 game season would probably be. Like, it'd be more than 208. I'm going to say under. Yeah, I, I'm going to say under as well. I think I'm going to firmly give him the tool, <laughs> the, the hitting tool. It will circle back completely. I'm going to say under. All right, so how about how, how do you think strikeouts fit into the hitting tool? I don't what if he hit 300 with just as many strikeouts? Is he a contact hitter? I think that I think I think it, I think it definitely I think it definitely factors into the hitting tool. If you strike out a ton, it definitely takes away from your hitting tool because the hitting tool is contact compared with batting average and all these things. So I think it definitely absolutely matters. Like Tony Gwynn has a hitting tool. No we're, shit. We're big, we're big Tony Gwynn pod. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Um, I just think that that's a that's he's the figurehead for the the hitting tool. Well, no. So my thing is like, how could you say that a 300 hitter, if say Judge hit 300 with the same amount of strikeouts, how could you say that a 300 hitter doesn't have the hitting tool? Well, that's also, the case too. I mean, strikeouts don't really matter as much as long as you're getting on base at a 300 clip. It doesn't really fucking matter if well, you're if yeah, you're getting so hit at that. Like his his OBP is really high for somebody. Yeah, who strikes out as much as he does. So like, when that he hits factors the ball, into hitting. It's in play. And then he also walks a shit ton. So like he's his career OBP is yeah. 394 and his career average is 370. I would say the hitting stat includes walks because that that's what you do in the box. You're you're yep. able to work a, work a count and you're able Very to productive hitter. Yeah, I, I would I would consider that in the hitting. So I would say those two negate. So the the it's a, the drawback is striking out maybe, but if you're getting on at a whatever clip, then it doesn't really fucking matter. So those two offset each other so i think the biggest determinant for me is just contact and like do you hit the ball well and you like your batting average and all that stuff that that's hitting tool and i'll give that to him so a uh, long story short i'm gonna say under on the strikeouts <laughs> yeah yeah no i'd agree i think i did a pretty bad job setting the over <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think whatever you set it out unless it was ridiculous i was gonna take under 
I mean, the yeah. the last couple of years, you get 152, 280, and 141. So if you set the over-under at somewhere like 160. Well, that's tough because he only played like a, a little over 100 games in those two seasons. Yeah, and he struck but, out at a more of a rate in those two seasons. So, like, does the trend go up where he still strikes out at a higher rate, or does he figure it out? I, don't know. I think he that's, figures it out. Anyway, you shake it out. Uh, I'd like to see him go under 30K percentage. Like, if he gets into 28, 29, that'd be great. Yeah, but I don't really care if he's going to get – if he's going to walk. Like, I, it's not something I'm so worried about because he – Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. The strikeouts don't bother me. I mean, a lot of people strike out. It, I think it comes with the trade of – Hitting a the lot strike, of the strikeouts, the strikeouts would bother me if his OBP was very low, but it's the complete opposite. I mean, he has a right. when he struck out 208 times, his on base percentage was 422. Yeah, and they also just they know how to use him in the lineup. Like that's why he hits two and not four because if you're hitting two, maybe there's a man on first. Yeah, but most most of the time it's probably not at least in the first inning. So you're getting on base. The only time that the strikeout really is any worse than a ground out is if it doesn't move somebody over. Yeah, and he also led, led the league in walks the same year he led the league in strikeouts. So it's there there are – yeah, it's pretty crazy. Is so we, true? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He had 100, 127 walks. guy, David. 127 walks. <laughs> Pulling out the stat nug for him. Yeah. No, that's, are, like you, that, are you the stat guy now? Um, I don't know. I don't really want to be that guy, but it's a lot, like, of, pressure. It's, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you have to be the stat guy. You have to be at least good for one fire stat nugget episode. All right, that'd be my stat nugget. Okay, that, that's pretty. I I stat guy. I don't know if that's ever possible to have the same being the strikeout leader and the walk leader. So he's doing obviously he's having good at bats. He's having great at bats. He's I getting think those hits. two things like he's getting play, home runs. Those two things play together though, like being. The strikeout leader and the walk leader, like you're a strikeout leader because you're swinging like, your shoes look. off. You're a scary hitter, so that play, you know, obviously the strikeout leader and walk leader, Barry Bonds is probably pretty up there in strikeouts, no? But he, I'm, I mean, I'm sure. It's like a Joey Gallo type style. Like, I feel like Joey Gallo will get that. Yeah, but That's he the, also my had, favorite Joey Gallo stat is the he had more home runs before. Oh no, he had ten home runs before he had ten singles. 50, yeah, 50, something like 50 that. Fifty before he had fifty singles. That was wild. But Aaron Judge also in his 2017 season had 154 hits. That's a lot of hits. It's definitely not a not a few hits. You, you see people who are go crazy about the the 200 hit mark. Yeah, Ichiro did that ten times, twelve times in a row, and everybody was nuts. Which like is that's really nuts, but that's yeah. a lot. 150 so, hits in a season is nothing. To, nothing to sneeze at. If he gets 100, if he gets, he re-breaks the strikeout record every other year, but has the same stats that he did corresponding with that. I'm cool with it, and I think that he's still a fucking phenomenal player. Is he I the mean, captain? If he if he gets yeah, the, we had a few other topics we wanted to get to, but this episode's well, getting hold, a little long. No, I didn't. No, no, yeah. I didn't mean to cut off Dan. Sorry, I, th- I thought we had a long. <laughs> no, no, no we're trying to just force that. It was a fire transition yeah. there, Murphy. <laughs> my, my last. Trying to like. And by the way, is he a captain? And what about what about his I, what about his, get, like, the shot what about his girlfriend's DUI? What about his, girlfriend, what about his girlfriend's DUI? Do you know who my boyfriend is? <laughs> you know who my boyfriend is? <laughs> anyway, my la- that was nuts. That's all we'll say about that yeah. topic. But, but yeah, my my last point about the the uh, the strikeout thing is, <laughs> I think strikeouts are. Would you resign him, Murph? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's you know, really tall. You know the strikeouts like big Aaron Judge. I think right, that done. they they get a bad rep of strikeout because it's a swing and miss. It's like a, oh, it's one of those things. But if he has a, a slow, weak ground ball to third base and the guy gets it, maybe that's even a worse at bat. Like it, it's yeah, I, it's I it's one it's one of those things that gets that gets 
um, it gets a it, lot of negative attention because it's it's like a strikeout. It's yeah. like, oh, you know. Like, so there, here, my comment here's on this that. big, this big, uh, overwhelming thing. It's just like, oh, you struck out. You well, it's suck. almost for him, for Stanton, for Gary, for Gallo, all these big perennial power bats that we see that are the figureheads for this power movement, whatever. They get a bad rap because you almost assume that they're going to strike out. So when they do, it looks like bad. You're like, oh, yeah, he struck out again, but. Also, that's a cause and effect of them hitting for power like that. You can't be like, you can't scoff all the time, be like, oh, he struck out again. And then what are you going to say when he hits a fucking 500 foot home run? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be like, oh, well, oh, he hit another, oh, like, like he, like, that's why, like, you know, what? he's do he hits those and that's. Like that comes with the trade. Like it comes yeah, with that, the trade of hitting for power like that. So you can't scoff at him. I like, that's horrible that you're striking out that much. But then just disregard that he hit a 500 foot mammoth home run. Actually, the 496 foot shot that he hit, I was there for. That ball left the park. Yeah. Orioles or not, he <laughs> like Listen, you can't scoff at it if he's doing that. He. He strikes out a lot, but when he hits the ball, something special happens every time. And if you want that kind of player in your lineup, which I know a lot of us do, great. I definitely if not, do. yeah, that's you know. And I'd rather that's I'd, why people like Mookie over him. That's the difference. Yeah. I like Judge over Mookie. And if you're if you're, I mean, Judge is a guy who has usually he has very very great at bats, and I'd rather see him have like a seven to nine pitch at bat, fighting balls off, and then swing and miss for strike three. Then on two pitches pop up every time. Yeah, he's seeing the ball well. He knows what he's doing. He's fighting. He's getting the at bat. That's why he gets so many walks. I don't know. Judge to me, like, like that's why the strike. That's just un- why the strikeout number just I guess it gets better. As rap. unbiased as possible, because I know that the the short porch posted that thing today about like Mookie and uh, Mookie versus Judge, whatever. Like somebody said that. It, to no, they were saying that to they trade, were trade judge, judge to, to clear space for Mookie in twenty one, ridiculous. ridiculous. And then that brings up the conversation, like, yeah, Mookie's great and Mookie's so good, but like, I would prefer, like, like you said, Murph, Judge to me, like, I'm not gonna be ignorant and say that Mookie's not amazing, but I'm gonna be honest, like, Judge is a player that I can more get behind. Like, if you if you're pitching to Judge or Mookie. As a pitcher, unbiased, like I'm not even saying as as a Yankee fan, who are you more scared of? I'm more scared of Judge for fucking sure than Mookie. I know Mookie is just as much of a power threat. He's he's small, but he can hit, yeah. and he can hit for a very good average. Like I, I'm still scared of Judge more, and Judge as a presence, he fits the Lan- Yankees lineup beautifully. He's yeah. perfect, and he he just he's the biracial angel again that we needed, and he just. It's a it's a tough thing to say because I I never watched Judge with a scared mentality, so I can't say yeah. that I'm like like I always go with the eye test. So like when I watch Mookie Betts, I'm scared because I know he's a great player and he's against me. But we Judge, I never I never find that I never see that because or feel that because I'm always watching Judge to root for him. It's never like oh shit, what's Judge gonna, what's Judge gonna do? So I'd be scared for the wrong reasons, but I never feel that way. If but. Judge ever doesn't play for the Yankees. I think this is my you know, my my closing comment. Yeah, it's getting a little long when you wrap this up. This is almost a full length podcast, but <laughs> that's fine. We were talking about this the is, baseball this in is the beginning. The possible future captain. Who knows how that's going to shake out? That's a conversation we've already had. We're not going to get into that now. Otherwise, we're never going to go to sleep tonight. And this is going to be a two hour long podcast. But what was my last thing I was going to say? I don't know. Wrap it up. What was I saying? Something about Judge being a captain. Get to it. 
No, it wasn't about the captain thing. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Well, that was the, end of the episode. <laughs> it's been a long day. If I remember, listen to the next episode to figure out what Luke was trying. If to I remember what out. I was going to say, I'll put <laughs> it on the next story. Time. Anyway, that was Aaron Judge. We got a few more. We got about ten more of these to go. Hopefully, I mean, it would be awesome if these led up to the season. If we had some baseball to talk about and these just lined up perfectly, and we just had these getting ready, getting your, getting everybody juiced up for the season, and we had a few more to go through, but. These might be the only thing we have to talk about this year of 2020 baseball, but I hope I'm wrong. Anybody else closing comments? I think this cat's dead. Oh, no, she's, no, she's alive. <laughs> she's <laughs> just sleeping. Okay. Um, I love Aaron Judge, and I hope he stays thinking forever. That's my closing comment. I think that's what it was. I don't want to see him ever not in pinch that, ah, That's what nice. it was. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's, let's, wrap it up. <laughs> let's shut this shit down. I'm glad this cat's alive, too. We were so close to something right But we're stupid, but we're stupid, but we're stupid We could turn love into a fight Over nothing, over nothing, over nothing And the only thing we had in common with each other Was destroying everything we ever touched So cheers to us and why we had Let's get For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.